Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Your host, I'm here with Nolan Kelly and Alex Osimo Baker. I think this is our third so best ball draft. Really sometimes. Is that right? We did one last week game. and then the week before. That's right. Yeah, yeah, third one. My, uh, yeah. My Coming up quick. Yeah. Um, yeah. Are you guys, oh, someone in this building? You guys right already joined. Like, so we have sure joined and we just got our picks assigned. I yeah, am pick six. Alex is pick five. So oh, this kind of sucks yeah. because uh, uh, we're going to be right next to each other the whole draft. Man, so we can't let let guys no. uh, slip because I know you're gonna pick up a, the sneaky plays. So that's right. You know, I, I I've got your projections too. <laughs> I was thinking here maybe I can get Antonio Gibson in like the fourth round, but I'm <laughs> oh man, we're already picking here. You're on the clock. How's Kamara still on here? Anyway, you taking Kamara? You're not. You are not worried about that epidural. It's no, warm up. It's warm I up. Mean, I guess. Michael warm Thomas. Anyway. I actually yeah. kind of as in, not pushing teams Kamara, because I, I think, suck, uh, George. You know, he's a, he's Imagine a reading guy, into what I'm saying and not even I'm understanding what I'm Derek meaning. Right here. You know what Are we mean? having uh, audio you know issues? You know audio yeah. issues, Leslie? You know yeah, I'm sorry. Just a second. No Let me see. It's all good. George, I'm sick and tired of how sick and tired you make me feel. All right. What do we got coming off the board? That wasn't even dumb. That was a smart thing. Speaking of yes, smart, did you, did you oh, just say something about audio smart, issues? Baby. I could be at my end. I'm not sure. I got I got it all cleared up. It was I think it was on my end, but oh, okay. we're good now. Oh, are you guys in the draft now already? We are in the draft. Alex has taken Alvin Kamara, he of the recent epidural shots and contract holdouts, and I went with the safer pick of Derek Henry. <laughs> what picks were you guys? Five and six. Five and six. Okay. Did George right apologize for yesterday? Is that where yeah, you guys like yeah, to be? I think I asked you this yeah. last weekend, Alex. I, th I think Alex DJ, likes to be in the middle. So I, I remember you asking that. I prefer to be China. towards the top of the draft just because I find no, that you're going to get two very good players with that top three pick. You're going to get a star running back. And then, like, on the way back, like, just players fall all the time. Like, getting, like, you know, Lamar Jackson or one of the big tight ends or Austin Eckler. It just, like, it's been happening a lot. So, although these drafts, sharpen up as no. we get closer to the season that's my I'm preferred spot but um issue. yeah middle your, of the round is fine too mind dude i yeah, did the, fix your audio issue you're I, just i've been doing a ton of these well, my notifiers to be super loud I, uh, so i don't i don't want to lower my uh, game uh, audio there's some call of duty thing happening uh, <laughs> yeah. my bad. I, uh, I have a weird setup for this because i'm not at home right now but uh I'll, I'll figure that out oh it's like, i have twitch a, open for some reason on this computer anyway like imagine my bad guys thanks for bearing with us uh so the what i've been finding is that if you have the first pick i mean that's awesome because you get the best player christian mccaffrey so i think that's the number one draft position but then i like having my draft picks spaced out a little bit because otherwise you can't really get your favorite players because you're gonna have to reach to get them 
if you yep. have it spaced out, you can kind of take whoever is falling a little bit. Makes total sense to me. I've been kind of like trying to get a little bit. So I'm on the clock here. I've got 17 seconds left. I have been trying to get, uh, I've taken a lot of Travis Kelsey so far this draft season and been trying to get a little bit more Austin Eckler because I actually am uh, thinking that, uh, you know, that he's, he's maybe ranked a little bit too low on here. So I'm going to draft Austin Eckler uh, just, just for differentiation purposes here. Where are you going, Alex? I think Travis Kelsey drops. So I got to pick him. I mean, I haven't, it's my number one tight end, of course, and that gives you an advantage over other people that don't have Kelsey. At the yeah. end, it's probably going to be like people in the finals have really similar rosters, but he's definitely a solid guy. Um, so I think I, he's like one of my favorite season-long classic league plays in best ball. It doesn't really like – there's not quite as much of an advantage of like having one really good player at a position – so I'm still learning that part, but a really solid player overall. I like it. I, I was telling you guys earlier that I was in a best ball draft and Kelsey was on the board and someone took Dak Prescott ahead of him at 24. I just don't know what some Terrible. of these people are doing. And <laughs> Go ahead, yeah, they took, uh, I don't know if it was the same person, but I knew the draft was a little bit, going to be a little bit weird when someone took Saquon before Christian McCaffrey and then it just it kind of snowballed from there it seemed like <laughs> yeah there's uh, I was saying like there's always like one or two people in these drafts that are just absolutely abysmal at um at best ball where like they're doing their one draft per year and they really want to get their guy or something. And so like, that's, I think those guys more often than not pay for the rake. So that's kind of a nice thing to know going in. I think. I was glad that we did it last Friday because I was supposed to get drinks with friends afterwards. And I was just like, I'm too tired on a Friday. I'm going to cancel. Then I got a notification. Oh, your draft is starting soon. I just hadn't paid attention to one of my leagues and I had a draft at eight o'clock last Friday. So it was nice to have a little warm up with you guys. No kidding. All right, Alex, you're on the clock. Oh, shoot. I didn't even realize. Thanks for prompting me here because I was, I was dozing off. Um, this is a guy I really like this year, Allen Robinson, because I just feel Foles is going to be much more likely to pass than Trubisky. Mm -hmm. So I think there's going to be more passing attempts, but they haven't even named a quarterback yet. So I'm really reading between the lines. I don't know. How do you it's, guys feel? It's a little bit, it's a little bit scary, right? Um, I'm on the clock here, so I'm just going to select, I'm going to go with my, one of my standard picks in this spot, which is Adam Thielen. Uh, uh, yeah, I agree with you. It's like, I, I really like the, one of the thing, the advantages as well of taking Allen Robinson and even like, Kenny Galladay and some of these receivers that aren't tied to elite quarterbacks is it gives you some leverage later on in the draft. So, um, you know, you can, if you don't get that quarterback and that stack that you want, you can always circle back and grab Nick Foles, right? Yeah. I mean, Nick Foles, he's always available pretty much. So that, that's <laughs> exactly. my favorite part about Robinson for sure. And, exactly. You know, like he's not a great quarterback, but he, he's not a mobile quarterback. And I just feel like he's going to, throw the ball a ton um i guess they might try to run david montgomery more this year but feel good about that um, how many uh mitch trubisky shares have you taken i take them a couple times like when i had nick Foles too just because i feel like there's a chance that 
they alternate between the, the two guys over the course of the season because, yep. I mean, uh, suppose Mitch Trubisky gets a few starts and then he stinks, like a couple of them, then we're going to see a switch and vice versa. So Makes sense. Oh, David Johnson already off the board, Alex. Oh, man. Man, I feel like I'm on an island with David Johnson because it's no. like – No. Okay, you like him too? Oh, yeah, of course I like him. And he's like going 50 spots ahead of his draft position on average. So I think like people are wise to it. It's just like occasionally you get a draft where people just don't notice it or forget and you end up getting him in like 50th or 60th or something and you just count your lucky stars. Yeah, I mean, I'm following your advice from one of the previous shows where it's like you can get him at a good value early, but then if you let him slip, you get him and a really awesome player. So that's really been my go-to strategy. I, Leslie, I think, you, you heard that, right? Alex is, is taking my advice on, on this. I heard it. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, right. who am I taking here? Calvin Ridley or Cooper Cup? Oh, gosh. Well, you know Keep in I'm... mind, I have 98% <laughs> Cooper Cup shares here. So uh, I'm just going to take Cooper Cup again because why wouldn't you? I love Ridley, though. I, yeah, I mean, what what do you like Ridley this year, Leslie? I just think that he uh, – Julio – He last year he had more touchdowns than Julio Jones, and he didn't even play all of the games. I think he played like half the games or something. I'd have to look back at my notes, but – he had less yards than Julio Jones, but one more touchdown and Julio played more than he did. I think this could be a really good year for him. Right, yeah, and, and talk me into it. <laughs> did you take him? Yeah. Damn it. Well, the thing with nice. Ridley, I'm not as excited about his average outcome because Julio is kind of taking a lot of the targets, but in a world where Julio gets an injury or something, Calvin Ridley is going to be insanely good. So that has a lot of upside. Yeah, it makes total sense. And the other the other aspect of Calvin Ridley that's kind of an X factor. I mean, he's at his three year breakout, which is kind of a cliche in, in fantasy football circles. But also, he did really well after Mohamed Sanu was traded last year, becoming the second target as well. Austin Hooper out of that offense. So now you got Hayden Hurst, who like may replace Austin Hooper, but may also be a bit of a, a question mark in that role. So there might be a lot of targets up for grabs. That's true. Yeah, Hayden Hurst probably not getting that Austin Hooper level target share our next or uh, the season so that that does improve Ridley's chances how do you think he's gonna do with the browns i i don't think it's gonna be as good because i mean atlanta has the most passing attempts of any team pretty much every year and the browns don't pass as much so Uh, and and going outside the dome there that's true this is kind of like he was already like such an outlier last year that expecting that this year is kind of hard. Yeah. Oh man, someone took Le'Veon. That was gonna be my pick. Damn it! Well, you're gonna take T.Y. Hilton now. How did you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, who am I taking here, Alex? They, everyone's off. Am I just gonna grab like Portland Sutton? I like Robert I Woods. Cortland Sutton's fine too. You know what? I don't have much Robert Woods so far. I always miss out on him. I'm going to grab Jared Goff. If you take him from me, I'm going to be super mad. <laughs> well, I don't have Cup either, so there's no way I'm taking Goff because he's he's not a solo player. I love it. I love it. All right. Yeah, this, so- this, is, this is hard to do with us up next to each other. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have a feeling guys aren't going to slip nearly as far this time. That's true. 
What do you what do you think about Darren Waller this year, Alex? I kind of go back and forth. Like I like that um, Tyrell Williams is out because I mean he's been really efficient with his targets. Um, doesn't get targeted a ton, but the rest of the the Vegas squad is all rookies, so I think Waller mm-hmm. should be pretty safe. It's just that Las Vegas is they have a really tough schedule and they're a really bad team to start with, so. But they have a really easy schedule in the playoffs, according to our strength of schedule tool. Oh, man, I, I didn't dig that far in. I just saw, like, in my notes, 32nd toughest schedule. So Is that right? Yeah, I mean, maybe – I mean, those three weeks in playoffs are really worth way more. So that is – Let me let me pull this up just to make sure I'm not totally full of shit here. Well, the strength of schedule doesn't – it, it, it like shows you how it changes from week to week, but like the baseline for for all the Vegas players is lower to begin with because the overall right. schedule is tough. Which makes makes a little sense. Set it up. And one of the things about our strength of schedule uh, tool this year that is unique is that Alex has gone through and um, taken actual projections into the strength of schedule. So it's not just about defenses, which a lot of other sites do not have. Derek Carden, number one projected quarterback in strength of schedule playoffs. Wow, that that is encouraging. I mean, maybe I, I need to start getting some more Vegas stacks then. All right, I'm taking David Montgomery here, right? Like, why is he slipping so far? It's an injury. He's going to miss week one, maybe. But He's, he might be back for week one. I'm taking it. He might. Yeah, I mean, like. It, it, it's a situation where he's dropping way too far, I think. So I think it's a good pick. And like good. missing one week, it really doesn't matter at all because it's week one, all other 19 players are going to be playing. And it's not like you're going to be thin on the roster with buys and stuff. So the guys that are out the first week or two are, are some of my favorite plays, like another being Debo Samuel because – He's, Love it. Yeah, he's just going to be slipping like crazy. Yeah, he's like the 100th ADP or something like that. And I mean, I have him as probably a mid to like 50, 60 player um, when he's healthy. So there's a chance he misses the whole season, like AJ Green. Um, <laughs> but all the signs are looking good for him. Exactly. Leslie, who are you getting to the most this, this um, best ball season? Oh, God. Um, I feel like some of the lower picks, I feel like those are always the people that fall to me. You know, when you get down the line, like I feel like Latavius Murray, you know, just like, or last week we were talking about Tariq Cohen. I feel like those people are all like certain people are just always there for you, but I've been trying to kind of, cause I don't play as like as many as you guys do. I've been trying to kind of diversify. So if I feel like I'm picking someone too much then I kind of try and go another way just because injury or whatever but um yeah makes makes a lot of sense and we talked about a little bit about that uh I think Alex when you and I did that show it's like you have to approach it almost like you're you're doing a 150 max GPP tournament you don't want too much exposure oh shit I'm on the clock hang on yeah someone sniped my QP all right uh, I'm, I'm taking sorry like I uh I wasn't taking Jarvis <laughs> face palming because of you guys. I, I I was eyeing Deshaun Watson and then he went one pick before my oh, that's <laughs> And that's like the, the, the tough thing about these drafts is because you gotta get a perfect draft to have a really good team. 
Yeah. And I was thinking here, if I got that Houston and Atlanta stack, that combo is a little bit what, unusual. What does your team look like now, Alex? Can you can you show us on the screen? Yeah, I got Kamara. I got really solid receivers. Uh, I like went really hard on receiver. Now mm-hmm. I gotta really find some running backs to, to fill the team because you, you picked David Montgomery before I could get to him. Nice. You got Will <laughs> Fuller there. Is that you? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Who all do you have now, Nolan? So I am looking at, I got uh, my running backs are Derek Henry and Austin Eckler, Adam Thielen, Cooper Cup, and Robert Woods at wide receiver. Uh, Flex position right now is David Montgomery and Jarvis Landry. So I do not have a quarterback or a tight end. Just been kind of going BPA here uh, so far, but uh, I'm, I'm okay with my draft. I think as long as I can snag Jared Goff and some wank doesn't take him like five rounds too early, then I should be <laughs> all right. Uh, and then uh, I've got some, some other options here, like grabbing Kirk cousins or grabbing Baker Mayfield as well to pair with Landry uh, so far. So there's still some quarterback options for me. And then, uh, you know, this is kind of like the tight end zone coming up here where like there's about a, there's a two to three rounds where there are just a ton of tight ends going off the board. So uh, I'm going to try and take one of them as well to add to my team. Uh, Alex, what do you, Oh, I see Tyler Higby's gone, but if he was available, would you recommend the triple stack of Tyler Higby, Cooper cup and Robert Woods? If you got, if you were able to get Jared Goff? Why not? You know, I think they're all good. I read today that Gerald Everett's on the trading block. So that makes me feel even more confident in, in Tyler Higby because the only knock against him was the, the amount of time that he's on the field. So if you that trade happens, so. like that'll be huge for Higby's chances. And I know uh, if you're watching and you have the draft kit, you probably have a lot of Higby because he always falls. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that would be big for all of us. So uh, I'm guessing Evan Ingram's going to go here pretty quickly. Uh, I'm hoping he's on the board when I'm there because I don't have any shares of him and he's going to go right now. What do you want to bet? And another example of like bad best ball drafters. Uh, oh, I'm going to, I got to take Evan Ingram here. I just, I, I don't have any shares and uh, I kind of like him. Another example of the um, bad best ball drafts, Paris Campbell just went and Paris Campbell, you can get probably, three to four rounds later there's absolutely no reason to be taking him this early so someone in the chat said people taking lamar and mahomes in the first round of best ball smh what do you guys (laughs) think about that alex you go first oh thanks yeah i I think it's just like a, a rookie mistake because like they're the best players in the league for fantasy like given the right format but the problem is when you only get to start one quarterback out of – and there's 30, like you're always going to have a good quarterback. Um, whereas running back, you start two, there's only 32 teams, and that means everyone has to have two. That's 24 right there, and there really aren't enough running backs to, to fill all that need. So this is all about the positional scarcity. Positional scarcity and also like to, to, to the point of, of that uh, question, like you don't need to take them that high. They slip to the mid to late second round almost every single draft. So if you're essentially what you're doing is just overdrafting, guaranteeing yourself these players. And that's probably something that drafters are doing when they just don't draft a lot. They really want their guy and they're not willing to let the draft fall to them. So if you like Lamar Jackson, you want to take him at the end of the second round or you want some exposure because again, according to the strength of schedule tool, Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens have the number two 
uh, projection in our strength of schedule tool uh, for the playoffs. So if you do want some Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews shares, he's going to fall to you at the end of the second round sometime. So you might as well pair him with Zeke Elliott or Saquon Barkley or, or Alvin Kamara rather than reaching for him on those drafts. I totally agree. I feel like every draft I've been in though, so far this season, people have been taking those two in the first round, just like, okay. I mean, <laughs> it's true. It's true. It. I'd rather have a good running back. So I'm, I'm on the clock here, Alex, who, the, who am I taking? Uh, well, I don't like anything. Someone because Ronald Jones is going to be the auto draft. I think <laughs> <laughs> 14 seconds left. Uh, I'm going to click Anthony Miller, even though I don't love nice. him. I like him a lot because, I mean, he's a guy that I think he's the third year, like you're saying, where they have that uh, ascendancy. And with the quarterback change, that adds a little bit of upside. So I, think I like it. Pay off. Um, I had an interesting situation with my pick because I'm running running back starved. And I, I like on Johnson more than Tevin Coleman. I mean, both are like huge high percentage plays. But Kerryon Johnson's ADP is like 10 higher. So I'm just hoping that comes back around to me. And, and Nolan, you don't t- take him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, very, I'm very high on Kerryon Johnson since he was noted to be starting. But probably not there yet. So you might be good. I would actually probably prefer Philip Lindsay to that um, at this point. Because, I, you know, you never know what's going to happen with the work share there. And Philip Lindsay kind of getting some, some, uh, some shared time in camp and looking pretty good. So um, we'll, we'll talk. There's no, there's no, there's no collusion here. That's, that's for sure, Alex. So if I want to around Johnson, I'm taking him. I, I knew you, you were picking, oh, you are picking before me. Oops. I thought right. you were picking after me. I was just joking. <laughs> well, if, uh, now you have to take carry on Johnson or else we're going to give off the vibe of collusion. <laughs> vibe uh, of collusion. I know, like we're gonna have people on Twitter begging for our removal from DraftKings. <laughs> Here's <laughs> uh, as soon as your girlfriend starts entering 150 lineups, Alex. That's when that's when we'll have to we'll have to uh, deal with DraftKings. Well, it's um, funny because she's she's not a big basketball drafter. She's more in a sports book. Is that right? <laughs> that's what my story is. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, question for you so i've got i've already got jarvis landry here what would would either of you just is off oh i thought shit austin hooper's gone never mind i was gonna say austin hooper doesn't project out particularly well for us but would you add him just to kind of have that extra target so you could draft a baker mayfield later i know our projections aren't very high on the cleveland offense this year though yeah i think it's fine uh i i think that tight end at this pick is just kind of weak and it, it kind of almost makes sense to wait until like the end of the draft to pick up some extra tight ends but like if you're building a super stack that that can be a good strategy and but, but what about our boy dallas goddard right here I, I like him yeah yeah i mean he's another guy where the upside's big because he's a really strong talent that's being blocked a tiny bit by zach Ertz. Mm-hmm. so but, Zach but Ertz, they do they do lead the the league in uh, in um, two tight end sets by a country mile. So yeah. th- and and with the injury to Jalen Rager and 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 uh, Alshon Jeffrey, there's a chance those guys are on the field a lot this year. Oh, for sure, and we saw that at the end of the last year. But that all equaled out to Dallas Goddard being like a forty to fifty yard per game guy, which is it, it's, it's pretty good for a tight end, but it's not going to blow you away. 
All right. Well, I'm taking him. I took him. Tight end. Well, you know who I was. Don't hate me. Who's that? Wait, you're supposed to pick Carry On Johnson, man. Oh, I forgot. Nice, nice pick. Nice pick. Leslie, who's your who's your NFL team? The Rams. Shocking, no one. The LA from from or living in LA currently. Yeah. Um, Well, I also lived in Missouri when they were in St. Louis. So then they came here and I lived here, but I was watching Hard Knocks and it's just so sad that we won't be able to go see that stadium. It looks so cool. It does look like a nice stadium. Sad, but maybe next season, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Alex, you got Matt Ryan. Yeah, I want, I, I, because uh, Watson was taken, I was like, I got to get my other wide receiver stacked or else I'm going to just have Phillip Rivers and, and Nick Foles. And I really didn't want that. <laughs> Did you just take Edelman on your last one? I have Edelman, yeah. So I'm looking nice. at, uh, you know, a quarterback from New England. Uh, I don't want to name names. To get, <laughs> give do it, man. Do ideas, it. Jared but... Stidham. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So thinking about that, the other thing is I see Nikhil Harry, his ADP is higher than Cam. It looks like Cam might have gotten picked. I don't see him anymore. So question uh, question from oh sorry go did he get picked already? Yeah, he's as soon as he was announced as a starter, I've noticed he's going off the board way sooner, which sucks. But we've probably got a lot more than him than other people, right? Yeah, I mean I think. He's another guy where he's he's amazing in like a classic league, and then the stacking isn't quite as advantageous because he's not throwing as much as some other quarterbacks. But if he's going at one thirty, you know that that's great value. All right, so I gotta I gotta make a pick here. The the problem is I don't love any of these guys. I got Kamara, so I don't want to get Latavius Murray. And I got to really pick someone. Ah. Quick, three. Oh. <laughs> Not feeling great about that pick. I could have definitely who'd, gotten Who'd you take? Later. Oh, Brashad Perriman. Yeah. yeah. That was, that's a rookie pick, Alex, but we'll let it go. Alex, well, who am I taking here? I, I, I don't have any Daniel Jones shares that, so far, and I've, already, I've got Evan Ingram, so I kind of want to just take him. Is that is – that, do I have your seal of approval? Is that okay? Yeah. I mean, the, I think Daniel Jones could, could have a big year this year because – he ran a lot more in college than he did last year. So if he starts running more, he could really take that next step in fantasy. All right, I like it. Uh, the other guy I was looking at, uh, C.D. Lamb. I like don't have this guy at all because of his ADP and the fact that he's like wide receiver three. But he was like a first round draft pick, so like, this I is feel- the huge, huge upside here. I think like if anything happens to Gallup or Cooper, this is a great offense. They're using him and they're, they're slotting him into multiple positions uh, or they're putting him in the slot and outside. And Kelmore says he's going to try and get him the ball. Uh, I like him a lot. I mean, it's, he's a really good uh, flashy player with, um, you know, the only real negative is that, that there's just a lot of ball to go, to go around. Yeah, and that's why I picked Perryman is because, like, definitely not a sexy team in the Jets, but, like, they really don't have any pass catchers that have any, like, cred on the team other than Jamison Crowder. So I'm thinking Perryman, you know, he he was a former first-round talent. 
he had some good games in, in Cleveland. And I'm like, that to me, it's not, not that much different from C.D. Lamb because C.D. Lamb, it's like there's all these question marks. Perryman, probably like more question marks, but people just because they've seen Perryman do poorly and they've seen, they haven't seen Lamb at all. They're just kind of biased towards the person that doesn't have an ox against them. Makes sense to me. Someone in the chat is asking about Clyde Hilaire-Edwards Hilaire in um, where would you take him? Num they're asking number five in season long. I think I would definitely wait. Till, I, I don't pick him very much because he goes off the board before I pick him. But like he's a guy where the betting markets and the ADP really don't line up because, I mean, there's such question marks about what the role is going to be. And people are hoping he's going to be on the field all the time. But I'm a little bit more skeptical. I think that Daryl Williams slash DeAndre Washington, they, they might get some running work. And then you got uh, Darwin Thompson. He's kind of that gadget pass catcher. So I'm just worried that the role won't be a workhorse role like everyone's expecting, at least to the level that he's being drafted. Yeah, people are really hyping him up, and I just feel like they have so many people, the Chiefs, to go to that I would be worried about that too. Yeah. Yeah, and the the betting markets have him kind of pegged as like a middle tier or middle to high tier running back. So kind of along the lines of, Miles Sanders uh, esque level. So um, I'm not super excited about him, but certainly like a tremendous player uh, that could, could have a huge season. All right. I took CD Lamb. That's the nice, latest man. I've seen him drop so far. So it's uh, it's nice. Hey, you got to grab Nikhil Harry here, don't you? Well, I don't, I don't have Cam, though. Oh, you didn't get Cam, right? Yeah. Damn. That sucks. I think that I, might, been perfect. I might go for Tony Pollard because I don't see anyone else I want. And just having yeah. one of those guys that is the backup that could be the workhorse, that gives you a little bit of upside. So. Um, what do you do in, the, in my situation, Alex, where you have Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. You essentially need to get Jared Goff. He is one, two, three, four, five, six quarterbacks right now away from being drafted. Do you, like, am I at the point where I reach or do I wait another round? I'd take him just because his ADP, let's see, 142. So there definitely is a risk because not everyone realizes that they should be stacking. Mm -hmm. And uh, you don't want to count on other people making a ton of uh, – plays that work in your favor so it's kind of like um a lot of times i've i've been like i have michael thomas how did someone pick drew Brees at 80 you know and it's just like tough luck so <laughs> the longer you wait the more likelihood that'll happen makes sense do you have any philip rivers yeah i'm all about philip rivers i think uh <laughs> he he's Apparently, he's never had a 30 fantasy point game in his career. I was shocked. Ever? No, no way. No, That's I, impossible. I started looking through the seasons, <laughs> and I, as far as I could tell, it's true. 
<laughs> what? How is that even possible? Dude, he had a 500-yard game where he got like one touchdown That's 20. or something. <laughs> oh, my God. And he doesn't run at all. So that that was shocking to me. But uh, Holy shit. This He's is, like this 48 is years year? old. Indianapolis <laughs> is a sick spot for him because Andrew Locke just was, was terrible like in his last season. And Philip Rivers has a long track record of being pretty good. So I'm thinking that if they pass the same level as uh, two years ago with the lock, that he could have a huge season. Hmm. Did our, our boy uh, Antonio Gibson, I didn't see where he went off. Uh, what are we thinking there? Like, it seems to me like he's going a little bit early with all this <laughs> fantasy football hype. Like, I've been in multiple drafts where he's gone ahead of David Montgomery. Uh, that wow. seems a little little bit crazy to me. But yeah. uh, the fantasy, the fantasy community is the fantasy community. Like, all right, sometimes they're right, sometimes they're wrong. Okay, I don't, so know. I don't know if that's nice or mean. <laughs> he went at sixty-six. Sixty-six. That's too high, guys. <laughs> yeah, I like so, Antonio Gibson. That's too high. Yeah, it's funny because everyone's like talking about how he's like the greatest pick, but then like that's all. It all has to do with the context, right? And. Yeah. Like the nuance gets all left out there. So, exactly. And like people hype and they want to get that guy. Like, you want to get that guy who everyone's talking about in your football draft. And like, you know, the, the value he brings. I mean, not to mention the fact that people have been getting him like five, eight rounds later, you know, from these picks all off season long. <laughs> like, that's, that's just beside the point. Like, the hype train just gets a little bit too much sometimes. Yeah, I mean, and it, like, there are just like so many question marks with him too. Where, like, of course the fantasy people will love him, but does the coach really? Is the coach going to trot him out three downs every single drive? You know, because yeah, it's like the difference between running Antonio Gibson and Peyton Barber really probably doesn't make a difference for the team to win. So I'm a little bit worried that as a committee. Uh, Leslie, speaking of um, backup running backs, you've got a little a little history with our, our the possibly new starter in Jacksonville. Yeah, Divine Ozigbo. What what are we yeah. thinking here? What do we expect? Not many people are probably familiar with that name. I think he was with the Saints, and he had like nine carries for twenty seven yards last season or something. So I think that could be really exciting. He. Um, I think he graduated Nebraska in 2018 when Mike Riley was there he was completely underutilized and then when Scott Frost came in it was really exciting to see him thrive um he was the first a thousand yard rusher or he had over a thousand since Amir so he did really well in his last season I was disappointed that he went undrafted but hopefully he'll get his chance down there in Jacksonville they can score somebody you know, yeah. I don't know what they're doing. So hopefully, no one does. <laughs> and they're going to be trailing 14 points in every single game. So if you're focusing crazily on the Jacksonville running backs, you're probably missing the forest for the trees here, right? I just don't know what they're doing, but yeah, I do know. I do know firsthand that Alex actually cried himself to sleep last night because of the Rickwell Armstead news. So Dude, uh, yeah, that was that was tough. <laughs> This is because I thought I was so slick picking Rockwell as the last pick every draft. And then, 
like it, the the dream scenario happened and then it's like just kidding <laughs> <laughs> it's true man it's true um yeah that was but a tough one because i feel like you and adam were sharp actually adam was really really i was really impressed by like some of his takes mm-hmm. when you guys did that show last week uh the, the chase play pool take like all of his nfl takes he claims to not be an nfl dfs <laughs> expert or an nfl expert but he's one of the sharpest guys around and uh he was all over chase Claypool, and now chase Claypool's adp is going like way up right now and uh same thing with um chris thompson as well which would kind of uh yeah ties into the jacksonville running back situation because chris thompson might not get that lead role he's going to catch passes he's going to be involved in that offense he's a great late round pick i don't know he's probably going too early now but he was a great pick up until a few days ago right yeah i think he's always been good when he's healthy and that's the kind of guy in the late round that really pays off um uh, here's a hot take. Uh, how do you guys feel about this? I think Divine Ozigbo is a better pick than uh, than Antonio Gibson. Damn! What because is factoring in the rounds? No. For all things just overall? Because, no, I, I don't agree with that. Well, I feel <laughs> like um, it's all about workload. And the, the okay. workload in Jacksonville is really clear. In Washington, I don't think it is. Okay, see, I don't think the workload in Jacksonville is clear. I don't think we know what the hell the workload in Jacksonville is going to look like. We got Thompson, Raquel Armstrong is only might only be out for two weeks or something. He's got the COVID test, so he might be a factor. Uh, this other guy, James James Robinson, I can't even remember. Never heard of him this morning. He's getting reps with the first team. So you got like four running backs. You got a team that's that's got a terrible defense. It's going to be coming from behind all year. Probably going to be passing a lot. And then you got Antonio Gibson, who's a wild card, caught a shit ton of passes in Memphis this last year he's a 98th percentile in 40 yard dash he's an athletic freak he can line up all over the field and ron riviera coming over from carolina who knows how to get his running backs involved in the passing game i know i was just dissing people who were taking gibson too early <laughs> but there's a there's a time and a place but I, I disagree with you there alex i think that was probably that was that was an extreme take oh shit i'm on the clock i'm talking too much who am i taking here alex have you gotten Goff yet? I got Goff. I'm going to take oh, Boston did? Scott because Boston Scott is one of our one of Alex's top projected running backs in this range, right, Alex? Yeah, I think he's going to be a good play because uh, he's getting a lot of the passing work, uh, and if uh, if Miles Sanders had something happen, then Boston Scott last year did step into a larger role. So that's not true with a lot of the running back. Uh, backups so that's something I'm definitely looking for who are you about to take Alex I think I gotta take Sam Darnold because I have Herndon and Perryman so he kind of completes that stack that'll be my third quarterback and that kind of ensures that I like the roster construction that I want do you so you're taking three quarterbacks most of the time definitely because the quarterback is like I mean, like pretty much every quarterback has upside for 30 points. That's mm-hmm. not really true with like running back. A wide receiver, I guess, does. But I feel like the chance that that third quarterback cracks your starting lineup in best ball is pretty high compared to other positions. So that's why I'm, I'm taking three. 
Here's, here's another question I have for you as well. Like, I don't know, like it obviously depends on what, what kind of quarterbacks you get. If you get one of the top quarterbacks, you probably don't need three Pat Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, you know, you could take Dak Prescott, whatever, you know, those guys are going to be scoring consistently at a top notch. And so you probably don't want to invest a ton of draft capital into your second and third quarterbacks. But one of the things I was thinking that possibly might give you an edge in this, in the best ball format is having that third stack available when playoff time comes. So you might be going up against teams with two stacks. All of a sudden your team makes the playoffs and you've got three stacks. You've got maybe an extra edge that other, that other people in those playoffs don't have. Is that something to consider or is that just uh, complete nonsense? I think that that's the right strategy because there's three weeks in playoffs into the DraftKings best ball. So yep. basically like, if you have the stack of the week for three straight weeks, you're going to win a million dollars. And yep. it's going to be a lot easier to hit with three stacks versus two, because usually it's different teams every week that are having the outlier performances. That's what How I'm many saying. times I... are you able to get three stacks though? You know, probably like I mean, so... 90% of the time. I mean, I just kind of go for those quarterbacks that nobody else wants really. Like, yeah. I, Ahead, no, no, I was going to say, yeah, like the thing is, I guess it depends on what you mean by stack list. Like, like, like what I'm talking about, like, or like if my team with like Cooper Cup and Robert Woods and Jared Goff, that might be a little bit hard to pull off more of like a one quarterback, one wide receiver stack is a lot okay. easier to pull off. Okay. Yeah. I think. Makes sense. What, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so I've got my stacks currently are Daniel Jones and Evan Ingram. And then I've got Jared Goff, Robert Woods, and Cooper Cup. And then I'm probably going to try and draft another quarterback, whether that's Teddy Bridgewater with Curtis Samuel. Uh, but I'll probably try and wait maybe for Nick Foles. Uh, Kirk Cousins as well is someone I've got on my draft list here. I might just take him right away, uh, assuming Alex doesn't take him because he's got like Irv Smith or something. So, uh, yeah, those like even like like I don't know, like uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Alex, but like a, a Kirk Cousins, Adam Thielen stack is still still somewhat viable, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's that's solid. Because the, the big knock against Minnesota is they don't throw the ball a lot, but that can change a lot from week to week. In best ball, if you catch the week that Minnesota's trailing the whole game, I mean, you could get a huge output, even though Kirk Cousins on average isn't like a hugely productive quarterback. Makes sense. What do you guys think is going to happen with Fournette this season? Are you going near that at all? I know Alex loves him, so... <laughs> wow, I, <do. laughs> I think i saw you tweet I, I about him a couple it. weeks ago you're not oh i think Al alex is probably joking i don't know I, I, uh, <laughs> i'm not touching him i'm not touching that situation uh didn't actually buy in too much of the ronald jones hype because like bruce arians has historically just been like a complete uh <laughs> complete head case trying to figure out what's going on with his running back. So uh, yeah, I, I don't have any, I'm not going to take any cause he's still, the, the thing is like with, the, with like, with this DraftKings draft, uh, you, you, you've got picks coming out on the basis of their rankings and Leonard Fournette is ranked really high. And so what happens is people 
almost every draft like go and like leave their computers or their phones and go and get a drink or whatever and they miss their pick and Leonard yeah. Fournette goes five rounds too early and so it's it's really tough to say I'm going to be targeting Leonard Fournette because he almost never slips like if you look at our draft right now Darius Geis and Damian Williams are gone so uh-huh. that means that people aren't paying attention, right? And so when Leonard Fournette is so early, he's going to be going off the board now, and it just means you can't get to him, essentially. Oh, man. You, you know who I, I'm spying that's on the board still is Divine Ozigbo. He, oh, he, do he, it. He could be a do good later rounder because this is, uh, what is this, 18th round? Raquel Armstead is off the board. Uh, we are in the 7th. 17th or 18th round, yeah. Nice. Shit, only three picks left. Well, you know what to do, man. You got to pick Divine because otherwise we're going to be accused of colluding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I'd rather take Carlos Hyde, though. Like, I don't want to take, I don't want to take, yeah, of course, Carlos Hyde, like, I don't know. I'd, I think I'd still rather take him because he's slipping. Uh, I think I, I like Justin Jackson here. I know you got Eckler, so I would take him on your team, but he's a, another guy that I feel like the handcuff value is pretty good. Shit. I, I didn't realize you thought that cause I've been taking a ton of Josh Kelly so really? far. So yeah, that's kind of been my approach to it. Um, I guess I got to take a wide receiver here really. Um, or actually one more running back. Um, yeah, I'm going to take, uh, I'm going to take my boy, Carlos Hyde. I don't know. I'm panicking. I need <laughs> I wide receivers. These last picks are stressful, man. I know. I'm taking, I'm just, taking Carlos yeah. Hyde. All right. Well, you know who I got. Divine Ozigbo. <laughs> I really Do hope then, this like, turns weeks. out well. <laughs> I have so much Armstead in my other lineups that I need to hedge a little bit with Ozigbo. <laughs> <laughs> makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah, he, do, he doesn't have that 98th percentile 40-yard da- dash, but, you know, I'm hoping that uh, it doesn't matter. Oh, man. All right. Yeah. I got to go. go ahead, Leslie. I was just wondering how you guys kind of pick in these later rounds. I'm kind of always panicked. Like you were like, I don't know who to take half of them, you know, up or injured or opted out or. <laughs> well, my trick is that. Uh... If, if you have a wide receiver that you can peg for 30 or 40 yards and there's always guys left at the end of the, the round, uh, at the end of the draft, like you can count on those guys for maybe one or two outlier performances a season that, that will mm-hmm. make your fantasy team. So they can definitely be productive players. So I'm looking at guys like Danny Amendola. Um, we got on the board Van Jefferson, I think. Adam Humphreys, your boy Josh Reynolds. Yeah, <laughs> Josh Reynolds. I'd probably rather go with Van Jefferson. I know, like you're talking talking him up. He's he's that rookie for the Rams. So and another guy I'm tempted to pick now is Josh Gordon. One thing uh, I haven't seen anyone talk about this, but he was just signed by Seattle. So I'm yeah. kind of thinking maybe late season he could be an interesting player. But um, do you think it's gonna last that long? You know, I feel like. He's so questionable about what's going to happen. For sure, yeah. I mean, it's definitely a guy that you don't want to pick before the like nineteenth or twentieth round because of that. So, that's... so one of, one of the key 
getting back to your question, Leslie, one of the key mistakes that I made last year was taking a lot of the same players in the late rounds that I really liked. We had like certain guys ranked highly and though we have them ranked highly and that was probably a really smart ranking, there's also just a lot of variability with these picks. And so it's kind of like, you need to switch it up from time to time. So like I had so much Albert Wilson last year and like, I still love Albert Wilson, but he's just like, he got injured and like, there's nothing you can do about it. So I think it's a good idea to mix it up a little bit and take like different guys and also go off the board a little bit, you know, like Terry McLaurin last year, some people had him in their drafts and people were taking him in their last round. Like those guys are really hard to predict, but if you hit, no one else has them. And that's an advantage. So right now I'm going to, I'm going to take John Ross just because I think he's fallen a little bit and, and he might have like, like Alex said, some of those outlier games in him. But uh, I think that, that you can like, like guys I'm looking at this year that might have that potential or like Devin Duverney, Antonio Gandy, golden um, guys that might have find themselves in a starting role that we don't know about. There's just a lot of like, there's a lot of question marks about where they might end, end up because there's, there's a, a lot of variety or, or a lot of various outcomes in their um, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Like Alex, like, like wide outcome range, range of outcomes, range of outcomes. Thank you. And then the other guy as well, I'll just throw in one more Scotty Miller from yeah. Tampa looks, looks like he's taken that slot roll away from, from Tyler Johnson. I've been taking him recently with my last round. Pick, oh so. man, that, that's who I was about to mention because I see he's on the board. So, but he, oh, he I get to pick before you. Around. So did you just <laughs> pick Alex? I picked uh, Van Scotty Miller. Scotty Miller went off the board, so I, I feel like Van Jefferson. Uh, the wide receivers this year were really good in the draft. Josh Reynolds has never been that good, and <laughs> LA true. has supported three wide receivers for a while. So I think that the opportunity is pretty decent. This is a good point, and 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 what you said earlier about Gerald Everett possibly being on the trade trade block. Like we didn't know like what was going to happen with the LA Rams offense. Like, are they just going to continue running in three wide receiver sets at ninety eight percent clip when they had Woods, Cooks, and um, uh, Cup, or are they going to try and involve like Higby and Gerald Everett and run some more two tight end sets? Sean McVay, like maybe getting back to the three wide resets, and if that wide receiver sets and if that's the case then van jefferson could be in play here and josh reynolds might be on the outside looking in so uh makes sense to me if you want to get on the van jefferson trade have you guys been taking any uh blake jarwin from the cowboys yeah absolutely especially in like dak prescott stacks but uh, i think he's one of my favorite kind of a second tight ends to slide in if i do get in one of the top tight ends yeah, I was just one. I haven't taken him at all yet, but Witten's gone. Cobb, I think that this could be a good year for him. Okay, Alex, Leslie, just tell me to set up my next pick. Chris Conley, Kendrick Bourne, Adam Humphreys, Ada, Andy Isabella. Who am oh. I taking? Kendrick Bourne. Done. I think that he's uh, he's got a little bit more opportunity because uh, huge huge opportunity this year, right? I think I might go for a fourth QB here just because I have. I have Allen Robinson. And I see Nick Foles is on the board. So, if you win, if you win a million dollars with a four quarterback team, Alex, you're gonna you're gonna break the system. Especially like, if it's Nick Foles that that wins it for me. So, like, you said earlier, Nick Foles is always available, and he he really is. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've seen Trubisky get picked before him too, which is. Like crazy to me because 
I mean, the ads, they posted ads that Trubisky would start game one, like on some sports books. It was like a uh, 25% chance versus full 75. So uh, to me, like, I think a lot of people are avoiding him for that reason. But I think that spot is kind of cool because the Bears actually could make the playoffs where like other guys like Tyrod Taylor and, um, uh, and Ryan Fitzpatrick, I feel like, they might just get benched because the team's not doing well at the end of the season uh, for the rookie QBs. Uh, and Chicago's not really like that. So, Yeah, it's the yeah. opposite. <laughs> so who won the draft here, Chad? Uh, whose team is better, <laughs> mine or Alex's? You want to take let's, a let's, quick gander here? Yeah, let's, let's see. Why don't, why don't we go do some like post-draft analysis of your team? Okay. And then we'll, um, we'll, we'll do my million-dollar winning team after. All right. <laughs> well... Yeah, I think one of us is going to win it here. So I went Kamara um, and then Kelsey uh, Robinson. Those are my top three. And then I I got Calvin Ridley. That was kind of my off-the-board pick because he doesn't usually follow me. Um, and then I, that ended up leading me to the Atlanta sack, which I usually have with Julio. So this lineup is pretty differentiated from my other ones because – I have a lot of Julio, Matt Ryan, but I don't have any Ridley at Matt Ryan. So I'm kind of excited to have a different flavor with this, uh, this team here. So it looks like your wide receivers are really strong. You've got a lot of depth. Allen Robinson, Calvin Ridley, T.Y. Hilton. You've got uh, Will Fuller. Who, who are your backup? Uh, oh, Julian Edelman. Like your, your wide receivers are stacked. Your tight end is stacked. You've got four quarterbacks. <laughs> Let's talk about your running backs because that maybe that's the weakest yeah. position on your team. So oh, Kamara, yeah. Tevin Coleman. Who else have you got? Carrion Johnson, oh. <laughs> Tony Pollard, uh, and Divine Ozigba. <laughs> okay, so this is a great example of a team that needs one thing to break right, and that and you win a million dollars. And if Zeke Elliott, uh, if Zeke Elliott like doesn't do well this season, you've got a stacked team. Or if like if Zeke, sorry, if Zeke Elliott gets injured, something happens to him, whatever. Not, not to wish anything bad on Zeke Elliott. Uh, you know, you're, you're set up because you've got uh, you've got Kamara and Pollard, and then like a bunch of backups. And I think like that's kind of the the, the team construction that has the highest upside. Is it not? I like to think so because I just picked the team. But <laughs> I, I, I think like you're never going to have a team that's perfect. You need a lot to break right, and getting some running backs late that end up being starters later in the season is definitely one of the easier things to bank on than yeah. like a wide receiver kind of working their way up throughout the season. Cause that really happens. So um, there, there's definitely potential. I like carry on Johnson for that reason too, because everyone's kind of on Swift from Detroit. He was mm-hmm. like the first round draft pick, but it's another one where like if Swift got hurt, then carry on Johnson could be really sick. And I mean, if he's like, as it stands, like he'll probably have a decent role. So, although I would say this, like, wait, like you're like hundred percent right. Swift has been, been being take has been being taken ahead of carry on Johnson uh, with regularity, like round three to four rounds ahead. Uh, but now that carry on Johnson has been named possibly the early down uh, the early season starter that might start to change a little bit. So there hasn't been a lot of hype on this. And like you, like you got carry on Johnson in a really reasonable uh, draft position, this, this uh, draft. And if the, if the hype's not going to come up on carry on Johnson, then I'd say start taking him. 
uh, especially over the next couple of days. Yeah, I mean, like if you want to go light on running back, as is a popular strategy, you're going to need some of these later round guys that you're going to target. And I know you got David Montgomery. That's another one that I feel like is a good one that's slipping. Just guys yeah. that have like a, a role that's already carved out. Yeah. that you can kind of bank on later in the draft. That's- and that's like that's why I really like Boston Scott this year. Uh, he rates out really well in your projections. Sign up for the Osmo Draft Kit, by the way, $29.95. And you get a $35 FFPC credit. So uh, that's it's almost like we're paying you to buy our draft kit this year. And use promo code SLEEPER as well for NFL DFS product. Uh, we've got a deal. What is it? 30% off something, something along those lines. Make sure that you uh, go use those promo codes and sign up. Um, but one of the reasons I like Boston Scott is you've got that backup potential, but he could also take over starter duty. If anything was to happen to Miles Sanders, the same kind of goes for in varying degrees, Tony Pollard, Alexander Madison, Latavius Murray, Marlon Mack, a lot of guys in this range, uh, um, Duke Johnson that are kind of like, you know, secondary running backs that still produce some good weeks for you, but also might have the ability to take over that lead role. So did we lose someone? Yeah, we lost Leslie, unfortunately, but (laughs) she's she's in a tornado. She's had enough. She's had enough. It's fine. Yeah. Um, why don't we go over my team? Cause I think my team's even better than your team. So maybe, maybe everyone. I don't doubt it. I mean, <laughs> you, you've been the one giving me advice about how to draft. So, oh, that's lay, that's not good. That's not us. good. That's not good. Okay, <laughs> so I guess like first round, I debated between Derrick Henry, and Michael Thomas. Um, I actually find the Michael Thomas drafts a lot more fun and a lot more high upside because you've got that wide receiver one, and then you really have to you really have to hone down on running backs. But it's also very dangerous because running backs can go off the board like crazy in these best ball drafts. And you can um, you can kind of um, be find yourself screwed and reaching like you're you're running back is the one position where you're sitting there going like I don't have running backs I need to take running backs and if I don't get them I'm screwed and so I found myself like being in the situation where I'm going two to three rounds deep to make sure I get running backs when I haven't taken running backs. And so that's one of the knocks against taking Michael Thomas early and not just grabbing one. Cause once you grab one, it doesn't really matter. Like you can grab five in the last five picks. It's not the end of the world. Right. So, uh, so I went Derek Henry, Austin Eckler, I think is going a little bit undervalued. I feel like my wide receivers are pretty solid. Adam Thielen, Cooper cup, Robert Woods, Jarvis Landry, um, Andre Miller, or sorry, Anthony Miller, um, uh, C.D. Lamb, Curtis Samuel, John Ross, and Kendrick Bourne. That's Man. that's enough wide receivers. That feels yeah. like pretty solid, right? You got a lot of wide receivers, <laughs> and they're all <laughs> starters. I mean, like, um, so they're they're definitely the- gonna give you a lot of fancy points. You can use up to four a week, so. Exactly. Yeah. And like, there's, there's so much variance in the wide receiver position. And because I went running back one and running back two, you got Derek Henry and Austin Eckler, you know, if things go according to plan with this team, those guys are going to be hitting my running back one and running back two positions on most weeks, three run three quarterbacks. I've got uh, Daniel Jones. I've got um, Jared Goff and I took Kirk Cousins. So I've got a Cousins Thielen stack. I've got a Goff Woods Cup stack and I've got a Daniel Jones Evan Ingram stack. So although I wanted to get Golden Tate or Sterling Shepard, I'm totally happy with that. And then 
Carlos Hyde is an X factor. I think could be, you know, a decent depth play. He might see some starting time. And John Ross and Kendrick Bourne are nice wide receiver flyers at the end of the draft. Uh, tight end, I'm okay with Evan Ingram and also Dallas Goddard. I feel like that's kind of mediocre for the position. So I actually like, like as far as drafts go, uh, you know, I've probably done about a hundred of these best ball drafts so far. I would give this one kind of a B plus just because it fell right. It, it all kind of fell into place. I didn't have to reach uh, the quarterbacks lasted that I wanted to get. And um, yeah, so, so I feel like I got some value, some, some uh, stacks and uh, some death there. Nice man. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not complaining. Uh, I guess we lost Leslie, but uh, yeah, any final thoughts? Like any any one thing I wanted to uh, kind of pick your brain about is just like general general uh, best ball advice or general things that you think people are doing well or doing wrong or things that that you think people could learn from. I think just um, the the line of construction. I feel like is a common mistake where and not really taking advantage of the fact that you know you, you got um you got a bunch of chances to hit a high score if you take more guys from a certain position so i think just like having that right mix of players to to make sure that you have uh a good pool to, to draw from like especially with quarterback i don't know how it's possible for everyone to get three quarterbacks because there's only 32 teams and 12 times three is 36. So like, that means a lot of people aren't drafting. Right. So yeah, yeah. I think that uh, that's definitely a easy tip that I recommend. Um, Besides that, I think that, uh, yeah, I think just making sure that you don't reach letting the guys fall to you. Uh, that'll give you the, the most stacked rosters. Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the things that I've really kind of come to come to um, come to love doing during these drafts as well is taking wide receivers that uh, pair up with quarterbacks that you can get later. So if you know if I'm drafting in that kind of early third round, and um, you know I know that I'm trying to think of a good example. If I know that say like Mark Andrews is available, but I know Lamar Jackson is gone. Um, you know, I might not take Mark Andrews because I know that I can't really pair him up with that quarterback. Whereas like, um, you know, or I, I don't, I'm trying, struggling to think of an example of these, of these early wide receivers, but if you know that it's going to be a lot harder given your draft position to pair that wide receiver up with a quarterback due to the fact that like that quarterback, you know, maybe you're at the front of the draft or the back of the draft and that quarterback is not lining up with the way you pick. I think going with the wide receiver that has a later quarterback correlation gives you, just gives you so much more flexibility as you go on in that draft and you don't have to stretch for quarterbacks or reach for quarterbacks or get burned by someone taking your quarterback <laughs> early. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. And that's one of the things that I've, I've learned this draft. So. Definitely, man. I like it. Uh, I think that it's you got to plan out having the stack available, like when you want to draft them. So, having a guy that no one picks the quarterback that that can help a lot. Awesome. Well, uh, guess what we've got coming up uh, tomorrow. We tomorrow is on the contrary <laughs> back tomorrow, Alex. It is. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. Steve Buzzer joining. That's right, the Colts. Uh, Steve Buzzard. Uh, he's he's had some big football wins in uh, past few years, so I'm excited to pick his brain about this upcoming season. Nice. Along with uh, Lafayette, of course, uh, 
he's joining on the contrary for the first season. So that, that'll be awesome. That is right. The freshly departed Chris Bags onto greener pastures. Uh, Laffy is taking over the uh, the on the contrary show. We're going to have a rotating series of guests every Saturday for you guys. Tomorrow we are going at three thirty three thirty Eastern. Is what we just no is that right? Yeah, three thirty Eastern. Laffy hosting Alex and Steve Buzzer. We're just going to get the kind of an early look. Normally on the contrary is more of a like. Uh, contrarian look at some at the slate and some some uh, contrarian opinions there but this slate is gonna or this show is just gonna be about maybe some more first looks because we don't really have the data out yet uh and it's we're still a week away from that so just a bonus show for everyone to get you back in the fold and we will see you back tomorrow as well we've got uh of course our usual schedule programming mlb NBA Live before lock. We've got uh, UFC Fight Night with Jason Floyd and Pete Rogers. And we've got the NASCAR Strategy Show tomorrow. So make sure to check those out. And of course, we've got loads of promo codes. So use promo codes to get signed up for that NFL package. Uh, we've got Draft Kit. We've got everything you need. Head on over to awesome.com and check it out. And we will see you back here shortly.